confidence because Hallelujah. Wow, we're so very happy to see all of you that are here tonight on this Wednesday night. It's good to have all of you in Jesus' name. It's good to have uh, Jeffrey and Vera. Stand up and turn around and wave at these people, will you, Vera, so they can see who you are. There you go. Jeffrey, wave at them. These, uh, we, we baptized them in Jesus' name Sunday night. They got the Holy Ghost in the uh, Civic Center parking lot. So we're thankful that they're here tonight in church with us. Praise God. Isn't God good? So glad to see all of you here tonight on this Wednesday night. I grew up being taught that Wednesday night or midweek, whatever the midweek night was, was a very important part of my spiritual life. And so I have not deviated from that. I've stayed with it. And if the Lord will give me the strength, which I believe you will, I intend to keep doing a midweek service and teaching the Word, praising God, worshiping the Lord. Oh, man. It's wonderful living for God, in my opinion. How about yours? Also want to say how glad we are to have our online church members with us tonight from near and far, and we're very happy you're with us on this Wednesday night. God bless you also. Brother Keith McRae just had a surgery, so I want to shout out to him that... Uh, we're praying for him and believe in God for a quick recovery. He just had a knee replacement. So we're believing God. Everything's going to go well with that. Catherine, it's good to see you. Catherine came Sunday night to Civic Center drive-in service, and I saw her getting a good touch from the Lord. My, isn't God good? He blesses us all the time. I won't say anything about Carrie and Eric, because they're real personal, private people. But I'm really getting used to seeing you here, so I'm glad to have you. Sister Archer, you got a pretty good family, you know that? You and Brother Archer? Uh, we're praying for your brother also up in Presque Isle, that God would bless him and help him right now. Praise God. I know that God is able to bring a revival to the entire state of Maine. Praise God. There's nothing he cannot do. I need a little bit of monitor on my voice. I don't, if I'm just, I don't know why, but I, I don't hear much. It could be my ears, but that's all right. Hallelujah. Well, I do hear a little bit more now. Hallelujah. This coming Sunday, 
then the next Sunday after that, we're going to start having, we're going to start working our way back into having Sunday school. So not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, we're going to start with uh, having uh, a Sunday school program. And we may have to start out with children's church first. And it'll probably be mostly the people who attend here and their children or visitors and their children. And uh, we'll wait a little bit longer before we make a, a big outreach into the uh, neighborhoods just to be safe. And we'll just have for our kids and we'll make sure there's social distancing and it's going to be a great time. Right, Sunday School Superintendent? And you still need to eat your breakfast before you come to church. We haven't got to the point where we're comfortable serving food. So uh, kids all need to eat their breakfast before they come to church. And again, there'll be social distancing. We're also planning on having our school this year. And we're uh, working, Sister Amy and I, and different ones. Uh, I, I've seen Sister Nancy over there working, working, working. And I really appreciate that so very much. Um, and who's been helping you? Terry Austin. Sister Terry Austin. Thank you. Mary. And Sister Mary. All right. Well, Sister Mary, if you're watching online tonight, thank you. And Sister Terry's here. Thank you so much. And we're going to have a great year. God's going to bless. And he already has started blessing. I'm going to the book of Joshua chapter 10. And while I'm turning, you're turning there, let me just tell you that this Sunday, Sunday morning service will be at 10. Sunday evening service will be at 6.30 with 6 o'clock prayer. Both services will be in this building this coming Sunday, all right? And then we'll see how we go from there. But right now, I just feel like that's where God wants us. I want to be exactly at the place where God wants me to be so I can reach as many souls as possible. Amen. Praise God. So in the book of Joshua, chapter 10 and verse 8, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. And tonight I'm preaching and teaching on this subject. God has joined the fight. Praise God. Would you clap your hands to the Lord? Before I get preaching too much, Brother Dan, come up here. I'm, I'm real proud of Brother Dan. He's been going out and doing some personal evangelism. And I want him just to give us a real quick testimony of something he saw on the street he was witnessing this week. Go ahead, tell him. I'd like to give a quick testimony to first a shout out to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit upon me. It will give me strength to be out on the streets. He's given us all of that strength. Amen. I'd like to um, just talk about quickly uh, about a gentleman by the name of Jim Wire and Compass today out on the streets, a homeless gentleman who has um, been uh, taken over by addiction. Um, he's homeless, sad situation. Um, but I know that God is on the move Amen. right now. I know he's on Praise the move. God. We need to be moving out there right Amen. now in the name of Jesus. I seen as I laid hands on this gentleman, Jim, today, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit yes. come down from heaven and ascend upon this man. I watched this man's eyes go from a 
dark, dark, depressed state to his eyes opening up to joy, to tears of joy saying, thank you, thank you for coming here and praying for me. People, the harvest is ready. Let's Amen. get out the door and do it. In Amen. Jesus' name. All right. I just wanted to share that testimony with you because I believe that God is going to bless that kind of activity. So let's keep it going. Let's believe God. The people of God had crossed the Jordan to inherit the land that God had promised. Remember, God had performed a tremendous miracle at Jericho, causing the walls to fall flat before the people of God. Then they ran into a problem at Ai. Because remember, Achan had taken a goodly Babylonish garment, 200 shekels of silver, a wedge of gold, and had taken it out of the city of Jericho in the midst of a great victory Achan surrendered to a spirit of covetousness nobody saw him taking the spoil of battle out of Jericho and hiding it in the midst of his tent listen I'm not going to dwell on this but just for a moment but you know there's two things that came to me as I was prayerfully considering what I was going to say tonight. There are at least two reasons that Achan got into trouble. And I'll just mention two. There's more. But one, God had commanded that they not take anything away from Jericho. So the first reason he got in trouble was God commanded him not to do it, and he did it anyway. Secondly, Jericho was the first city that God gave to his people. And the first fruits always belong to God. So the second reason that Achan got into trouble was he took the first fruits that belonged to God and he used them for himself. And, and I, I, I don't say this for any personal reason, but I, I will tell you this. People who put God first in their life with their time and their talent and their treasure, God is going to bless them. God is going to bless them. So these two things still cause problems today if you allow them into your life. But let's leave that behind now. Now all of that lay behind them. And God was still merciful. Now I'm going to tell you, I'll take all the bent wing angels there are in Augusta. You don't have to be perfect to come to this church. I'm going to preach to you and I'm going to try to get you to, to raise your level of your walk with God. And, and I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to pray for you. And, and, and uh, I'm going to preach it straight down the gun barrel. But I want everybody to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what the mistake, how hard the fall was, you are welcome in this church. I, I might call it a bent-winged angel. But that's all right. God is able. He's able. 
So I want to say this to you. Although they had real problems with the situation with Achan and the secret sin, yet later, this is later now, and God is saying, I'm going to bless you. And the scripture came to my mind. I hope this blesses you like it blessed me. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I can't tell you how much comfort I get out of that verse of Scripture that the Lord's mercies and His compassions never fail, that they are new every morning, and great is His faithfulness. Every time the sun comes up, He's saying, look, I'm giving you a fresh new start. Every time the sun comes up, He's saying, now let's forget yesterday and let's live for God today. God is not the kind of God that's going to cause you to live in regret and condemnation all your life. All he wants you to do is turn and live. Come on, somebody say turn and live. You cannot turn back the clock, but you can sure wind it up again. You can't go back. I've I've heard too many people saying, oh, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have done this. Or if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have done that. And I understand we've all said that, haven't we? Somewhere along the line. But God knows you can't go back and change what's already happened. All you can do is lift your hands to God and say, God, I want to give the rest of my life to you. I want to give today and all of my tomorrows to you, Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I was just praying this morning in my prayer place, and I said, Lord, for some people, having you is just a nice thing in their life. Having you, Lord, is they're glad to have you, but And I began to weep in my prayer place. I said, but God, without you, I can't live. Without you, I can't can't do anything. And I began to acknowledge to the Lord that without him, I would be so miserable. And yet, the apostle Paul said, if in this life only, if we have hope in this life only, we are of all men most miserable. Listen, folks, I've got a better hope than what comes here. I've got a a, a better home than what I have here. You haven't seen the mansion that my God has prepared for me. I'm going to be living in style. I'm going to be living high class forever and ever and ever. And I feel like saying, God, I wouldn't trade you for anything. I wouldn't trade you for wealth. I wouldn't trade you for anything this world has to offer. I wouldn't trade you for pleasure. I'm telling you that without God, I am a man who would be totally lost. I mean, I wouldn't want to get up in the morning. I wouldn't want to lay my head down at night because Jesus is my everything. can't turn the clock back, but you can wind it up again. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Now, here's a name that I should have one of you pronounce for me. This guy's name, as weird as he was, 
His name was Adonai Zedek. He was the heathen king in Jerusalem before God gave Jerusalem to his people. And Adonai Zedek heard how Joshua had captured and destroyed Ai and killed its king. He heard what Joshua and the people of God had done at Jericho. Donna, it's good to have you back. He heard what God, through the people of God, had done to these other cities. And, and then he heard about Gibeon. How many ever remember reading about a place called Gibeon? They were the sly people who took and got old wineskins. And they, they took some old bread that was moldy and they put it in their pouches. And they knew that God had said that you're to destroy all your neighbors. So when they came to Josh and his people, they said, hey, we're from a far country. Make a league with us. And they didn't consult with the Lord. And they made a league with them. And then they promised in the name of Jehovah that they would not hurt them. And so they found out that they were neighbors. And the Bible says that they became servants to the children of Israel. And so when Adonai Zedek heard that the city of Gibeon had made peace with Israel... And now were their allies. He was very afraid. You see, Gibeon was a great city, as great as the royal cities, and much larger than Ai. And its men were known as hard fighters. And when Adonai Zedek heard that the men of Gibeah had made a league with Joshua, he got really frightened. So the Bible says that King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem sent messengers to four other kings. And he said, come, help me destroy Gibeon. For they have made peace with Joshua and the people of Israel. So five Amorite kings combined their armies for a united attack against the city of Gibeon because Gibeon had made a league with the people of God and were under their protection. Well, when this happened, when five armies of five different kings came and showed up outside the walls of Gibeon, the men of Gibeon hurriedly sent messengers to Joshua, who was at Gilgal. And they said, come, help your servants. Come quickly and save us for all the kings of the Amorites who live in the hills are here with their armies. So Joshua and the Israeli army left Gilgal and they went to rescue Gibeon. They marched all night from Gilgal to Gibeon. Gilgal to Gibeon is 18 to 20 miles. So they had an 18 to 20 mar mile march with a very large army and they did it in the night. And it caught the enemy by surprise. Because when the sun came up, it wasn't just the men of Gibeon. It was the many thousands of Israel. 
with their swords gleaming in the sunlight. And it caught the enemy by surprise. When this happened, the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not. Now you got to remember, the people of Israel had not a long history of being a fighting army. They had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and everybody over the age of 20 had died and, and they fought in Jericho and God blessed them and God helped them and, and they fought at Ai and lost and then they fought Ai again and won. And then Gibeon came and surrendered without... So they're not really highly seasoned, experienced swordsmen and spearmen and archers. So the Lord comes to his people... And Joshua 10 and 8, and he said, Joshua, fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. Now, I don't know if you caught that or not. They haven't even drawn their swords from their scabbards yet. They haven't thrown a single spear yet, or the archer hasn't fired one arrow yet. And before they stepped onto the field of battle, God said, I have delivered them into thine hand. Don't even be afraid. They're already defeated. These guys haven't even swung a sword yet. And God says, don't be afraid. They're already defeated. Five Amorite kings and their thousands are standing in readiness. And they are seasoned men of war. They know how to hold the shield and to lock them together. They know how to use sword. They have their archers and their spearmen. They are seasoned men of war. Here is a very unseasoned army of God. And God says, don't worry about this. They're already defeated. And God made a promise. Are you with me? He said, there shall not a man of them stand before thee. Look, I'm preaching to somebody right now. The devil's trying to scare you to death. He's trying to fill your life with anxiety every day. And God gave me a message for you today. God gave me a message for you to tell you that you're not to be afraid. The enemy is already defeated. God told me to tell you that there shall not a man of them stand before thee. I love this good book. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 10, And the Lord discomfited them before Israel. Hey, anybody want to know what the word discomfited means? Well, too bad you're going to find out anyhow. Discomfort means more than just defeating the enemy. It's not saying, and the Lord defeated them before Israel. That's not all the meaning of discomfort. It means that the Lord defeated and embarrassed them. When you read discomfited, it's saying that the Lord not only defeated them, but he defeated them so resoundingly that they were hugely embarrassed. It also means that he threw the enemy into confusion. The enemy literally didn't know. He, he was getting hit so, so many times and so fast. 
He thought he was surrounded. And it was God that was walking out in front of the army. And he said, Boys, don't worry about anything. I got this. There won't be one of them standing when I get done. Are you worried about something? Behold, I go before you. You're just following my shadow. Because I've got this. When I get done with your enemy, he's going to be feeling like he forgot to put his pants on. He's going to be running so fast that the hounds can't catch him. He's going to be going in holes where the rabbits can't go. I like to hear you laughing because I believe that's telling me that you're understanding that, that God is going to fight a serious battle for you. Oh, I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, God is going to fight a serious battle for you and you're going to hold your peace and God is going to fight it for you. I just felt the Holy Ghost sweep through this house. I want you to know, Mr. Devil, you're not as big and as bad as you think you are. My God is the great almighty El Shaddai. I am. He never loses. He never loses a battle. He's going to discomfort you, devil. What the devil's been telling you has been lies. He's just trying to scare you because God has got it all under control and you're walking in the shadow of a great big God. All you gotta do is follow him. Stay behind him. He is your wall. He is your defense. He is your rock. He is your sword. He's your shield. He's everything. I feel the effects of three days of prayer and fasting. God's blessing us. We're using the tools that God has placed in our hands. And by the way, if you didn't make it all three days, don't let the devil condemn you. Whatever you got to do for God, he'll bless you for that. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Whew. And the Bible tells us that the Lord, they slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon and smote them to Azekah and unto Makeda. Brother Ferris. Do you know Makita's in the Bible? No, you didn't. It's not spelled like the Makita you use. It's a Makita with a D. But it sounds just like Makita. And the Bible says, and slew them, the Lord slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them 
Well, I feel like telling the devil, you're about to run like you've never run, and you won't be running toward me. You're going to be getting as far from me as you can because I got a great big God. How many would testify right now if you had a chance that you have a great big God? And so he chased them along the way and smote them all the way to Makeda. And God had joined the fight. I just feel in the Holy Ghost to tell somebody in this building, matter of fact, to tell this whole assembly and those who are watching online that God told me today he has joined the battle. You might be fighting for a child. You might be fighting for a spouse. You might be fighting for your life. You might be fighting for your health. You might be fighting for your wealth. I feel in the Holy Ghost that God says, I'm getting involved in this battle. Just step behind me. And I feel like the Holy Ghost told me to say to somebody, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. Don't let that go right off your head. Grab that word and pull it down into your heart. You have nothing to fear. God has already delivered them into your hand. You know, sometimes the people of God have to shout before the walls come down. Well, I'll try that again. Sometimes the people of God have to shout before the walls come down. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm shouting for my kids. I'm shouting for my loved ones. I'm shouting for the answer. I'm shouting for peace. I'm shouting for joy. I'm shouting because my God is big and great and powerful and strong. And he said, I have joined the battle. Now, if I didn't read anything more to you than what I just read, you'd say, wow. He chased those guys all the way to the neighboring towns. And that would be a miracle enough. But wait till you read the next verse, what God did. When God gets in the fight, he really does it right. In verse 11, it says, And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in the going down to Beth Horon, that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them, unto Ezekiah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. Now I'm going to tell you, you have to get on the field of battle to see this. You got to get out where the people are to see this. You got to be willing to share your faith to see this. But when you pull your sword, God says, I'm glad to see. Now I'm going to team up with you. Just stand behind me. 
And God started chasing the enemy. And while he was chasing him, then the Bible said he threw great big hailstones down and there were more killed by God than there were by Israeli soldiers. I feel like the Holy Ghost is, is saying to you, I am with you. I have joined the fight. Be not afraid. I think it's time for us to pray and go forth. I think it's time for us to share our faith. I think it's time to tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody said, well, I can't go outside because of COVID-19. Use your telephone then. If that stinking COVID-19 can come through your phone, hang it up and go meet Jesus. I'm not advocating foolishness. I'm not advocating getting in somebody's face and trying to draw all their breath into mine. But I'll tell you what. I've got a work to do for God and I don't have much more time left to do it. So I'm pulling back my coat and I'm getting out my six gun and I'm going to say, okay, devil, you're in a heap of trouble. And when God sees me do that, he says, son, I like that spirit. Just stand aside here for a moment while I take care of business. Well, well, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. Mark 16, 15. Jesus said, go you into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow. Here is the New Testament fulfillment of this Old Testament principle. He said, you go forth with your spiritual weapons. You fight. But he said, I'll tell you what. You preach, and while you preach, I'm going to do signs, and they shall follow them that believe. In my name, you'll cast out devils. In my name, you're going to speak with, other, with new tongues. You're going to take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. God loves to team up with his people. And I can't tell you, I just can't explain to you, the thrill that comes back into your walk with God when you pull out the sword of the Spirit and you say, okay, I'm going to help somebody. When we start being sensitive to the Holy Ghost and we're driving down the road like has happened to me just yesterday, and God said, turn, go up this way. I said, all right. Stop right here, all right. Go up these stairs, all right. Walk around the corner. I said, I'm here. To surprise you. Big old tears come up in her eyes. She may be watching right now. But that was the hand of God that led me. I feel like we're at a point now in our walk with God. I believe that we're going to be baptizing hundreds of people in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe that God has given us this city and has given us this state. And we are not going to be satisfied to stay where we are. I may have to find a beach on a lake somewhere and advertise that the Pentecostals are baptizing. Everybody that needs to be baptized, come see us. You know why? We need to baptize them in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins. 
supernatural things happen when we go forth. Wow. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. I thought, wow, this is so amazing. Look, God has chased them. God's rained down hailstones. Wow, what could be better than that? Hang in there, watch. He's thrown down hailstones. He's chased the enemy out of the way. And then he says, I'm going to do some more miracles. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And I'm going, whoa. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. I don't know if you get it, what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I feel like we're so close to the rapture. I feel like we're so close to the end. There's pestilences and signs and wonders going on. And God is pouring out His Spirit. It's all not negative stuff. It's powerful stuff. And God's got a protecting hand. But I'm telling you something. I've got to stand here and say, Stun, you just stop right where you are. And moon, you stop. We need a little bit more time to see a whole bunch of people, thousands of people come into the house of God and be saved. And they're going to come with bent wings. And they're going to come with problems and faults. And they're not going to come as somebody who would come who's been raised in a typical home. They're going to come from broken homes and, and homelessness. But when they come, there's a loving God that's going to wrap his arms around them and change them and make them what he wants them to be. And we are going to see the greatest revival that we've ever seen in our lives. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to go into the field. It's time for us to believe God and to share our faith. You know what is amazing when Joshua stood there and somebody said, Yeah, right, son, stand still. <laughs> Who's he think he is? The sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Our enemies are not flesh and blood, our enemies are demonic forces. So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven. And hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Oh, is there anybody here tonight or watching online that says, God, I want you to fight for us like you fought for Israel. I want you, Lord, to defeat the enemy. We're not asking you to rain hailstones down on people, but we want you to rain hailstones down upon the devils of alcoholism. We want you to rain hailstones down upon the devils of addiction. We want you to rain hailstones down upon the devils that have bound people for so many years. Oh, God, we're going to let you fight for us, but we're going to the field of battle. I just felt like I should tell you, and I'm not going to preach much longer. God has now joined the fight. Some of you have loved ones somewhere that are still outside the ark of safety. 
And God says to tell you, he has joined the fight. You are the gracious God. I believe. I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Say goodbye, fear. You didn't say it. Say goodbye, fear. Goodbye, anxiety. Goodbye, bondage on my kids. Goodbye, bondage to my loved ones. Hello, fruitfulness. Hello, being used of God. Hello, God is fighting for us. If you've got a prayer request, make it known now. Not to me, to God. Lift your hands right now. Whatever it is that, that you want God to do, we're in the presence of God right now. If you have a need for you or for someone else, lift your hands and make it known unto God. And the God of Israel said, I'm going to fight for you. Man, I'll tell you what. I can't speak on the level God speaks. I don't understand astronomy. I don't understand how he placed the earth in its orbit and rotation. But when I begin to wave my hands, God says, I'll tell you one thing. That boy loves me. Look at him. He loves me. He can't get on my level, but he loves me. Last night I saw a dog named Winnie. And Winnie's older, and Winnie's got a little limp, and she's got a, a bad foot. But when her kids come around, she's going like this. But her tail's wagging. She's hopping over to get to him because she loves that Garrett, and she loves that McGuire. She loves that Carissa. She can't speak the language that we speak. But when I see she's in pain and she's hobbling over to try to get over by those kids, she's telling me, I love those kids. I'm going to tell you something. The difference, the distance between me and God is greater than the distance perhaps between the thinking of Winnie and the thinking of me. I can't even begin to conceive how smart God is. But when I begin to make my way toward him, he says, he can't get on my level, but he sure does love me. Look, it doesn't matter if his hip's hurting. Look, it doesn't matter if his back is aching. Look, it doesn't matter if he's had a tough day. Look how he wants to be close to me. Devil, get out of my way. I'm going to fight for him. I'm closing. Does anyone have a mountain that you can't move? Does anybody have a situation that looks like, God, what am I going to do? 
Does anybody here have a mountain that you, you've tried and you've hit it, but it stood still? And you woke up in the night last night, and it wasn't a good feeling. But God says, honey, just step behind me. Stand in my shadow. I'm going to fight this one for you. I'm going to fight this one for you. You can't fight this one, so I'll fight it for you. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I believe that God has got a huge revival in store for you, for your family. I wish I could get all of you to believe with me and that nobody would say, well, if the Lord were to open up windows in heaven, might that be so? I hope there's nobody sitting here tonight just saying, well, we've heard that before. No, it's a new day. It's a different day. God has brought us to this day, and he's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to fail us. And no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how hard you fell, God is more concerned about what you do right now than what you did yesterday. Because there's somebody that if you listen to what I'm saying tonight, God's got great plans for you still to this day. And he's already going like this. Not at you, at the devil. He's saying, devil, you've been tormenting her. I am so angry with you right now. Devil, you've been tormenting him. I am so angry with you right now. Child, would you just believe me? He's already defeated. What? He's already defeated. I'm going to do all the stuff that I did for Israel. I'm going to do that for you. I can't tell you how strongly I feel the warmth of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm not shouting and screaming, but on the inside, I feel the burning of the Holy Ghost. And I know that God is telling somebody, it's going to be okay. I am with you and I'm going to fight this battle for you. Only come out on the battlefield and believe me and stand behind me and I'll take care of it. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Now, you don't have to do anything, but listen to me. Every head is bowed, please, and every eye is closed. I feel like there's somebody that needs to get up, not for yourself, but for somebody else. And you need to walk down to the front and say, God, I'm hearing you loud and clear. You're going to fight my battle for me. You're going to save that person, and you've been under a heavy burden. Matter of fact, you have been scared literally almost out of your wits for somebody that you know is not ready to be with the Lord. And you need to get up and walk to the front and say, you know what? They may not be where they ought to be right now, but they're going to be. And devil, I'm tired of you putting the hurts to me. I'm tired of you scaring me. I'm tired of you putting fear upon my life. I can't live under the shadow of fear anymore. I've got to get rid of this fear. In the name! 
name of Jesus. Let God deliver you from that fear. I promise you this, God is ready. He's ready. I want you to begin to pray with faith. I want you to make up your mind you're going to share your faith with others. I want you to make up your mind that you're going to take the opportunity God has given you to tell somebody. It's not only important that we hear what God has to say. It is important what we say. Son, stand still. It's important that we hear what God says, but it's important that God hears what we say. When you begin to speak with authority, God says, that's my child. If it weren't going to happen, it's going to happen now because I'm going to back up my child. And lastly, but not least, if you're here tonight and the devil said you're washed up, washed out, and you're finished, you can never be what God called you to be. I'm going to tell you that God is telling me that the devil is lying to you. That if you would get it in your heart right now, if you would walk up to God and say, God, I failed you, and I'm sorry for every time I've ever failed you, but God, it's a new day, and your mercies are new every morning. So here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit Move through me, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your spirit move through me, here I am. Here I am, Lord, here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. We're shame. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Let your spirit move through me let your spirit move through me here I am let's sing one more time oh here I am Lord here I am 
myself to you here I am here I am Lord here I am let your spirit move through me let your spirit Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Oh, here I am. Oh, I feel the Lord still in this place. Here I am. Somebody's making a fresh start tonight. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Your spirit move through me. I'll let your spirit move through me. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. Hallelujah. Oh my, the spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, God is giving you another chance. Bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Hey, he's bigger than all my questions, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. He's bigger than all those giants of fear and unbelief. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Well, he's bigger than all my hang-ups, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain I can or cannot see. Bigger than all those shadows that fall across my path. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Hey, he's bigger than my confusion, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Well, he's bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Hey, he's bigger than all my questions, Bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Oh, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Come on, let's give him one more shout of praise. Hallelujah. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness. 